Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro, and welcome back to Med Lasso. We are coming towards the end. This episode is covering Ted Lasso Season 3, Episode 11, and we're talking legacy. Syed and I got into the topic of legacy, and this is something we've covered a lot on both Explore the Space podcast and also Med Lasso, and this was a good one. I finished the episode thinking about the legacy of the show and just sort of the topic of legacy as a whole, and my oh my, we could not have a better guest to talk legacy Dr. Jane Liebschutz is here. I will let you listen to the episode to understand the story uh, and why this all makes so much sense in terms of legacy. But my goodness gracious, was it amazing to speak with her. We are obviously coming towards the end of Ted Lasso. The series finale is next week. Catch yourself caught up on Med Lasso. It's all in the archive of Explore the Space podcast, www.explorethespaceshow.com. I am on Twitter at ETS Show. Instagram at Explore the Space Show, and you can email me, Mark, at explorethespaceshow.com. Check out the merch store as well for Explore the Space Podcast, www.explorethespaceshow forward slash merch. If you have that chance to leave us a five-star rating and review for the show, wherever you listen to your podcast, please do, and definitely subscribe. You will not want to miss the finale review show, as well as all of the great Explore the Space content that is coming down the road. Definitely listen through all the way to the end of this episode as well. We've got a fun announcement there at the very end. You won't want to miss it. Good stuff still to come. I am very excited about it. And I'm excited for you all to get to listen to this episode. I hope you enjoy it. We had a blast doing it. And just as Jane says towards the end, just savor, right? We're coming towards the end of something really special. We've enjoyed it all together. And part of that legacy is how we all get to wrap it up together in a fun way and in keeping with the spirit of hashtag Med Lasso. So all that said, let's get to it. Time to get amongst it. Syed, I, I did get to text you after this last episode. It actually feels better to text you immediately after watching. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, it's what, what an episode. What an episode indeed. There's a lot to discuss. But before we get to that, Jane Liebschutz is here. Jane, welcome. Thank you. I'm very, very excited to be here. This is going to be great. And this goes in the category of I'm really, really good at picking guests. Because we have talked a lot about legacy, and I've been thinking about what is the legacy of this show going to be, right? It's had a big impact on all of us. Jane and I have a legacy, Syed. You don't know this. Oh, wow. But I, I have known of Jane since before I went to college. And the reason for that is, Jane, Jane, tell the story. How do, how do I know you, and why are you part of my legacy and journey into going into medicine? So when I was a, a first-year medical student at Harvard, the, there was a Nova crew that was filming a bunch of us in a longitudinal series, and I was one of the lucky ones that got picked to be followed. So a number of people, particularly, I think the first show was around uh, 1989 or 1990, and there's been, I think, four or five such shows following us over the years. So wow. you saw one of them early on. I watched them with my dad when I was in high school. Wow. <laughs> and I remember there's a couple of vignettes where Jane is the kind of the subject uh, engaging with patients and faculty and things like that, where I, there's one of them where 
you know, there, there's, it's a, it's a really intense story. And I looked at my dad and I didn't say anything because there's, you know, it's a bad outcome and everyone's upset. And I looked at my dad and he just looked at me and said, yeah, that's what it's like. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it was a big part of me saying, this also looks amazing. And I want to pursue, my dad and my mom never pressured me to go into medicine, but being able to share that experience with my dad was really important as I transitioned to college. And then I told my dad, hey dad, guess who's coming on Med Lasso this week? And he tripped out. He's like, <laughs> really? Is the series on YouTube? I got to watch it again. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's Jane. Yeah. It's called Doctor's Diaries. It was, I think, the most recent one. Yeah. And it's a Novus show. And that vignette that you're talking about where a patient was going for cardiac surgery and did not make it unexpectedly was part of the Novus, I don't remember, it was 25-year or whatever, some 50-year you know, a special edition where they took highlights from a number of their shows and that vignette made it into their highlight show. And I found Jane on our, where I, where, where you and I found each other through Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I wow. remember when I first followed her, I was like, and I think I sent you a message through mm-hmm. like the, like, is that, is this you? You're like, yeah, yeah, it's me. So, and then when she <laughs> logged on just now for us to start recording, I was like, this is a trip. This is, this is crazy <laughs> because I met you in 1991. Yep. Wow. Isn't yep. that cool? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, it's the best. So we have legacy kind of wrapping us all up as the show wraps up. And I actually was thinking about legacy. I, we already had Jane scheduled, but after I watched the show, I was thinking like, this is really going to inform Ned Lasso. And I love that we have a 30 year already history kind of behind us. Jane, you get to go first. The word legacy as it pertains to Ted Lasso, as we finish season three, episode 11, thinking legacy, thinking big picture, because you've been doing this for a long time too. Where, where, what does legacy mean for you right now? When I think about the show and where we are now, I have seen a lot of healing going on, a lot of really deep healing from deep, deep wounds that psychological wounds that a lot of the people in the show have, and I see them healing. And so I think sort of, and not just healing, but able to accept their past. We saw Nate last week heal with his dad. um, And this week we saw healing with Jamie and with Ted. And I think that the legacy is that you can heal from deep trauma and deep wounds. That is not what I was expecting, and that's a monster. Syed, we're going to we're gonna rotate because I can see what's about to happen. Syed, you don't have to go second every time. Um, no, 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 but, that's totally fine. <laughs> uh, but no, I, same I, thing, though. Like, thinking about yeah. legacy, right? You've just written a book. That book right. is going to be part of your legacy. It's an amazing right. book. We're going to talk about it for a long time. My son's going to read your book when he's ready, right? This, this is a big deal. You must be thinking about these sorts of things in parallel with the show. Where is legacy landing for you right now? I think, um, first of all, thank you. That's incredibly touching. And, and honestly, with my book, I wasn't focused so much on on legacy. Uh, I think I didn't let myself think about legacy. I think oh, wow. as an author, yeah. you're just trying to cross the finish line, you know, and get it out there. But uh, <laughs> I, I think the show, in a way, um, the legacy, at least for me, I think healing is a great way to put it. For me, it's, it's the lasso way is a legacy of the show. This idea of of uh, kindness and strength through being gentle, um, go go through me, not to me. You know all these aphorisms and all these things that the show is is gently kind of demonstrated. It's a beautiful way it does it. 
to me, that's the legacy of the show. I mean, from the big, very beginning, it was just this ray of light and this, yeah. this, you know, the feeling that you got from Ted Lasso, I've never gotten before with any show. And I don't think I yeah. ever will again. I, yeah. It's, it's yeah. unique. I, I, I'm going to kind of do a mashup of both of yours. For me, overall, it's just been fun. At a time where fun was currency, it was gold. It was ice water after like a hard workout. It was just so damn fun. But I think the larger part for me, like the, um, I guess not the larger, the more specific thing, it's framed a way we can look at masculinity and men who are successful in a way that is very refreshing and hopefully really impactful broadly, right? Using the terms that you both use, the ability to heal, to recognize there's opportunities for improvement, to be accountable, to communicate differently with your teammates and your colleagues and with women, all of those sorts of things, there's a reframing of masculinity that flies right in juxtaposition with toxic masculinity, which is usually in pop culture. It's been really, really refreshing. And I think that that's going to be a huge part of like when I go back and reference the show, like my son's almost seven. He wants to watch Ted Lasso and we'll watch it together someday. And I think that the things that we'll probably pull out aside from the like hilarious bits when he's old <laughs> enough, I think are going to be around. Do, do we what are we observing in how people are being treated? And I'm excited for that. And I think that's a, a big part of where this will go. Syed, for you, do you see people who you know like the show behaving, acting, thinking, interacting differently three seasons in? Oh, wow. What a great question. That's what I'm do here for, people? brother. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is, yeah, this, this, if any episode is going to have the Mark proof, 100% proof <laughs> no, questions, it's, we're getting the end. Really I, nice. I think so. I, you know, I think people more so than, again, any other show I've ever seen, People have tried to in, incorporate the lessons from Ted Lasso um, into their day-to-day activities, especially in medicine. It, it feels like a lot of the direct messages on the show were so applicable to medicine. And I see it in, um, you know, in attendings. I see it in house staff a lot. You know, belief signs are up in, stu- in resident lounges all across you know, the, the country, all across the world, probably. And this idea of looking out for the members of your team, how, how does teamwork work in the lasso paradigm so you know all these ways i think yes there's definitely been change i like that you picked up on where kind of the the generations that are younger than us in the profession are with this jane you in 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 the myriad number of things you've done in your career you're now in charge of almost 300 docs big teaching program all of the complexity that comes with that are you observing what syed was talking about as your medical students and residents and fellows and junior attendings and senior attendings is that, or are we kind of like, do we hope it's that way or is it that way? So I don't know if it's Ted Lasso that's done it, but I definitely think there are a number of themes. Actually, about a year and a half ago, I noticed, this was before I watched my first episode of Ted Lasso, there was this believe sign on the chief resident's door and I was asking, and they were all dressed up as Ted Lasso characters because I didn't have Apple TV. Um, <laughs> so this was like in the fall of 21, I think. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and then I started watching Ted Lasso. I got Apple TV and started watching Ted Lasso and uh, I could see it these themes in all sorts of relationships and there's kind of a vocabulary and there's a couple of things that really stick that you hear be curious not judgmental yeah you know be a goldfish like there are a lot of things that i see people saying and doing and at the society of general internal medicine meetings we just put on a a 
pre-course around leadership development and like a number of the people said be curious not judgmental like people were saying that just in different ways and I thought that was you know whether it's Ted Lasso or whether Ted Lasso is amplifying something that's in our society now you know it's probably a little bit of both but I think it's tapped into something our profession really wanted maybe didn't realize that it wanted but these discussions and the belief signs they're so normal they're you know when I see a picture of it on Twitter anymore it's like oh cool there's another one that's awesome but three years ago I was like whoa now it's like this is kind of part of how we do our th- I, I I mean, you think about that legacy and how we all get to now enjoy it. It's it's really exciting, and I and I love that. There's a part of the show that stuck out, and I'm glad Jane and I had a few minutes to chat before we started recording, and she reminded me of, again, in this big career that you've had, one of the cornerstones of it has been your work in in addiction medicine, and one of the main scenes in this point in the show that really resonated with me, and I tweeted about it, and Brendan Hunt gave it a like, which is always the best was the scene where he talks to Nate and he shares his story with Nate. And for me, his eyes captured so many stories of people I've taken care of over the years. There's a tremendous amount of methamphetamine in the northern part of California, uh, and it's just an absolute scourge. Jane, this is your area of expertise, and you were talking about how in your career, one of those things that keeps you going is seeing people find the ways to be free from the grips of addiction and all of the myriad ways it can destroy lives. What was that scene like for you? This has been, this has informed your career. You're an international expert in this. What was that like for you? So I, I actually was really impressed that, um, that it came out in that way. And I also know like it's been almost the end of three seasons before we hear her beard's backstory. The first time. And I think that reflects the stigma and I think it reflects the shame that it hasn't been told before. I mean, everybody else's backstory we know about, but it took until now to hear beards. And so I think that just reflects the stigma and shame. But I also think we take from it that somebody who was in prison, was paroled, was stealing, you know, methamphetamine and cars and other things is now like a super successful coach of a mayor, a premier league. Uh, I hope I said that right. Premier league, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. football team in England. Um, and so I think it just gives us hope that there is, you know, that, that you can recover. So, yeah. Do you think Syed that that sort of message, what Jane just said, I'm, I'm a little bit stunned. That did not occur to me in that way. And now, as I think about, right, the show is so carefully constructed. Of course that was intentional. Is it going to make that a bigger part of the show's legacy, do you think? I think so. I, I feel like this is the kind of show that, as years pass, people are going to go back to it again and again uh, to reference sure. things again and again and analyze it. And honestly, I didn't pick up on that either. Um, my my take on it was just that Beard has been this man of mystery for the whole thing. Right. They were right. just saving this towards the end. But it, it makes absolute sense what she just said. And, you know, I think as people interpret it moving forward, they'll definitely see that. As a writer, what sort of devices have you enjoyed seeing used in the show that will be things that you can take going forward as you, you know, you'll pick up writing again. I'm sure you're probably a bit tired, but as you start to get creative again, what devices have resonated for you? I think one of the things I like about the show is it's so intelligently written and characters 
stay true to themselves. There's very few, you know, one of the things that takes you out of a story more than anything, and it happens very quickly, is people acting completely out of character. We don't like it. It's irritating. It's grating. And the show is sometimes straight a little bit close to the edges there. But for the most part, their character driven work is so good and they don't feel pressured to give us the beats that you would normally get in a story like they're OK glossing over stuff and mentioning stuff in, in passing and letting the audience kind of, you know, extrapolate, interpolate, whatever, to get to the key parts of character development, which are really what the show is about. I mean, it's clouded in a football sports comedy, but really it's it's a character drama slash comedy. And uh, that's one thing I'm going to take away as a writer is to be disciplined and stay true to the characters. It doesn't mean they can't change. They can't grow and they can't evolve. But that's where the story starts. Jane, as you've watched characters change and grow and evolve, recognizing that in years past, you were, as some people would describe, a character on a show, right? A very early reality TV show. As you think about authenticity and representation and how people may or may not perceive you when you're in front of a camera in moments of you know high stress, uh, all of the challenges that come with being in medical training and evolving as a physician, authenticity must mean something different for you, perhaps. What what does how does it land for you? Well, well my experience being on um, a subject of a longitudinal documentary was it felt like each of us were almost caricatures of ourselves a little bit. Like, I think it was authentic me, but it wasn't all of me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I came across in the Nova show as like this, you know, big heart, caring, you know, warm, empathetic. And that is definitely a lot of who I am. But I also can be, you know, nasty and vindictive and, you know. We're all people, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know, and... And, and interrupt and do other things. And so I think that this authenticity, we have to remember it's not, it's a slice of who we are, not all of who we are. I love that you say that because Syed had a tweet today that I texted him about where he posited that when the show ends, and I'm stealing your thunder here, but this is your idea. When the show ends, it's going to end with uh, Trent Krim as the narrator. We've been listening to oh. him like reading his book. And it's it's interesting to think about what did Trent Krim leave on the cutting room floor? What parts of these characters did not make it in? I love that you mentioned that, Jane. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Syed, what what do you think? That, <laughs> you got to think this through a little more. It's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's stuff we saw before Trent joined that he must have been told through certain lenses, right? <laughs> Who knows? You know, maybe maybe Roy was not as intimidating. Maybe Nate was not as, you know, who's who's his source? That's what we, we need to know. <laughs> totally. But yeah. I was so excited when I saw you tweet that. All right. We do need to get to the episode or people that are listening are going to, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hear about it. So let's get to it. Jane, we have to go in the locker room. You ready? I'm ready. At this point, you know the first question you're ruling on tea. I adore tea. <laughs> I have, I have, wow. I have two. I have two offices. I have my administrative office and I have my research office, and I okay. have a tea kettle in each one with a variety of tea, like a hot, you know, electric kettle. Yeah. So I'm a, yeah. definitely a tea aficionado. I, I've never been able to drink coffee because it, I won't sleep and it bothers my stomach. So I've, I've been a tea person forever, and I like chai in the morning. And then in the evening, I like orange ginger mint. Love it. 
Syed, you, you've been on a tear. Yeah, like, it's geez, almost to the point now where it's like when the pitcher's throwing a no-hitter, you shouldn't say anything. This is like six in a row. Yeah, I know. T's making a comeback, man. Season it's, three. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. That's right. All right, so let's get to it then. Power rankings. And I think it's still, I think it's even more important than ever. Power rankings. Syed, I'm not making you go after Jane. You get to go first. Power rankings for season three, episode 11. Boy, this is a tough one. And, and in all fairness, normally I rewatch the episodes multiple times. I'm still fresh from this one. Yeah, me I think, too. See, I think character number three on the power rankings, I probably put uh, Beard for his uh, uh, monologue and his initiative to reach out to Nate and forgive him and move on after saying he would burn the effing place down. <laughs> yeah. And taking us in that journey. Number two. This is a toss-up for me. I'm going to go with uh, Ted at number two because I feel like his thank you, F you speech uh, to his mom was just masterfully done. And I think only Ted Lasso could pull that off. Um, it's such a it's such a delicate place to be that open with our loved ones, and especially with shared trauma that, you know, how do you start to broach that topic and it was it was so well done, and his, and you know Ted sort of stepped back into the limelight a little bit in this episode too. And number one, I'm going to go with Phil Dunster and Jamie Tart. His um his little breakdown scene with Roy, he, the, he's got to win some acting award, all the acting awards. I don't know what's out there. It was phenomenal. It was remarkable, and um, that little sequence with his father too, and you know him reaching out to text his dad. I, I just I thought it was beautiful. I really like the approach of the coming into it fresh and thinking about how they're doing this, acknowledging we don't have much of them left. And I would tend to agree. I'm going to go next. Jane, you get to go last. I'm going next. For me, number three, also Beard. And for a lot of the same reasons, I just think that we needed... We needed that story about him. I, I, he's a human being in the show, and the show is not a fantasy. I actually needed the concrete reality. I didn't need it to be as dramatic as it was, but I actually really was kind of craving a bit more about him for exactly the reasons you said, and they'd never shared it before. And as someone who writes in my work, part of my work is gathering the story so I can better understand and then help with shared decision-making with someone I'm taking care of in the hospital. I didn't feel like I had that with Beard. And I felt that same frustration where I'm like, I'm not understanding this patient the way I feel like I need to to take the best possible care that I can. And I, it's also obviously going to drive the plot forward, but that part was really impactful for me. Number two uh, is going to be uh, Roy. And I just think that Roy is doing it because he has empowered so many people to be who they are now, whether it's uh, just so many guys on the team and he is the way he's been able to address Keeley, all of those pieces I've, I've loved. I think a lot of the things that we love about Jamie are because of the impact Roy has had on him. And I really like that. And then number one is Ted. And obviously this is still the Rebecca power rankings. Cause it's her, right? It's still Rebecca's world, but number one is Ted. This was the one where I think Ted is like leaving stage left. Um, I think that this is, we're not going to get a lot of Ted in the finale. I don't think the show is about Ted anymore. He is going to do what he needs to do. I remember I got mad at Nate's dad in the last episode, like, go to your son. What's wrong with you? I remember I, I listened to it again. I said, go to your son. What's wrong with you? Ted needs to go to his son. Like, come on, dude. You, 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 there, there's no excuse now. You have to go. I don't think we're going to get a lot of Ted in the next episode. And I'm fine with it. And I might be wrong. Um, but I, I like the way that all manifested. And it was very, very satisfying. Jane, power rankings for you. 
so my number three is Roy. Um, Roy has been gotten more and more comfortable with vulnerability as he's moved through the three years of the show. And I think his, uh, you know, his allowing others to be vulnerable has, he's grown himself and he's helped others grow. Um, I think number two is Ted's mom, because I think her showing up allowed Ted to confront some of his demons in a really important way. And then I think number one is, in some ways, is Jamie's mom, because she sort of gave him that space, that safe, psychologically safe space to talk about his walnut hair, but also (laughs) whatever color they were calling his blonde walnut hair, but also to just totally accept him. And that, I think, allowed, you know, sort of allowed that piece of his heart to start to heal and, you know, really gave him permission. So those are my... Those are my rankings. I love that. We do need to spend a minute before we go to the next category. Jane, what posters did you have on your wall? Oh, as a kid? At any phase of your life. At any phase of my life. So what posters? That's a hard question. Well, I know that I have a bunch of posters in my office now, um, or I have had over the years of women's I, I used to do a lot of work in domestic violence and I had some of these really beautiful posters like international conferences on domestic violence and women's you know empowerment and so I have some of those kind of posters still on my walls I think when I was a kid I had Khalil Gibran sayings with you know like a sea seagull and a little saying on the wall you know those kind of things yeah I love it that's so cool Syed posters on your wall I had uh, the original Star Wars trilogy posters and a Top Gun poster with Tom Cruise with the sunglasses and for nice. fourteen. Nice. Those. I think I had a Knight Rider poster at one point. Okay. And I may have had a Miami Vice Testarossa poster. Those. I was on the cars and planes, and that, that was my thing. Because we came up during like the heyday of premium posters, right? The mm. you name it, they had awesome movie posters at the time. We would go to the video rental store. After they would have like the box of when they took their posters down and you could like pick the ones you wanted. It was just like a smorgasbord. It was the best. I had Magic Johnson. Lock it in. I had Magic Johnson. I had a Andre Agassi. It was oh, a Nike classic. one with the with the, the hot pink. Oh, the best. <laughs> he still he will always be my guy. Uh, and then when I was really young, I had an SR seventy one Blackbird poster. Nice. It was really yeah. cool. I don't remember where I got it, but yeah, I as I got old, like as I was older, like you know bar mitzvah age. My walls were covered. So it was like Sports <laughs> Illustrated clippings, posters, the roof too. My parents were like, oh my gosh. Um, anyway, it was very, very cool. When I saw those posters on the wall, that definitely took me back. So, But that was not my Coach Beard fainting moment, and we're at that moment now. Syed, your Coach Beard fainting couch moment. All right, I know I made this in my prediction tweet that you stole my thunder with. <laughs> that, Thanks, dude. Know, the whole the whole Rebecca and Sam thing. I don't know where I stand on it, but that glance between the two of them uh, during during that uh, you've got mail the way they yeah. looked at each other and the yeah. smile the smile she gave him. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> that, that chemistry and the way they ran into each other in the hallway and were both kind of yep. breathless for a moment. The previous yep. episode. So to me, yep. that was a fainting moment. I was like, oh, that's. We were texting about that too. I mean, they're both such extraordinary actors, and they're both so darn good looking. <laughs> that whenever they interact in any way, it yeah. just steals the the scene for a few minutes. It's it's really great. 
for me, it was Syed. Can you guess what mine is? Was it uh, the coach? Uh, what, what's his name? <gasps> Blasphemy! Oh, man. You're right, but you don't remember Coach Wooden's yeah, name? No, not oh Pep Guardiola. Yeah, Pep, Pep Guardiola. No, yeah. it was he, not he, Pep. He, yeah, okay, no, sure I'm not a Manchester City John, fan. John no, Wooden's no, poster. it was yeah. Rebecca looking at the pyramid of success. I, yeah. I lost it and like asking questions, talking about like legacy, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, I was so happy. So I, I would say what my I, I my um fainting moment was when when Ted was showing Beard the time when Nate was under the table for hours and hours. <laughs> he like great. climb over the window like that was really funny. So. At one point, didn't he like come out from under the table and he had like his back was hurting or yeah. something like that? <laughs> he was limping. <laughs> I feel like he may have like ad libbed that because he's a funny guy. I feel like the actor. May have actually just been like, I'm going to come out with like a cricked back and let's see how we do with it. I, that. That scene was hilarious. All right. But it is time we brought up Coach Gandalf, Obi-Wan Gandalf, the pyramid of success block for this week. And I would pick this one deliberately. Team spirit, a genuine consideration for others, an eagerness to sacrifice personal interests of glory for the welfare of all. Jane, talk to us about team spirit. Well, I think that is the um, Richmond is the epitome of that, that they have such an incredible chemistry that the, even with Jamie being hurt for a few minutes and then coming back in and the whole the whole team is all about team spirit. And I think just in general, I mean, that's one of the things that's so great about medicine is because we do almost everything in teams. Even if you do outpatient medicine, where it's you in a in a one-on-one, you know, exam room with a patient, you are also part of a larger team. Like you, you just can't be a solo in medicine, no matter what you do. And so I feel like it's you know really hits home nicely. And it goes back to what you were saying around how some of what's in the show is now in the you know, resident team rooms and how people are interacting. I, I, I hope that it grows because I really love your interpretation of it. So I had team spirit. I agree that the way Richmond plays the total football is an embodiment of team spirit in the sense that everyone's changing roles. Everybody's willing to give up the glory. I also think the way they coach at Richmond um, is similar in the sense that, you know, you know, Ted was right. He took so much crap basically for so long over the way he was running his team, right? From every possible angle, he got heat from the media, from the players, from the from his owner. And now here he is in a 15-game winning streak. His way, the lasso way, has revolutionized Premier League football. And, you know, he hasn't, he's not even doing press conferences at this point. He hasn't gloated. He hasn't rubbed anyone's face in it. If the opportunity for personal glory ever existed... You know, it's Ted's to take, and he hasn't seized it at all. It doesn't matter one bit to him. He's totally happy to let the rest of the coaches talk, as opposed to the wonder kid, you know, who happens to be like, uh, you know, the, uh, who's smart. But to him, it's all about the fact that that's his name. And, you know, even when they misspell it, he has to be like, I said that. You know, it's like, right. So I, I think that the team and the coaches are the embodiment of this concept. I think that the show has reflected that beautifully, whereas the team has become more successful, Ted has progressively retreated to the point where now it's like we're 
it almost feels like the guy's signing off. You know, we've talked about him passing the baton and now the team is about to reach its apex and it's, it's no longer his team anymore. Uh, and he would be totally fine with that. I think for me, it's, it's how do we internalize this ideal and how do I sort of represent it as I go forward? I like to think about that. And I don't say that to be like, I'm going to be a better person because of my sense of team spirit. I just love the representation of it and the idealized impact that it can have on others and the acknowledgement that one person can make a big difference. And I'd like to go forward hoping that in various ways I can be that one person from time to time. And I love that idea very, very much. Not because it gets credit, gets me more credit, but because it makes a difference for other people. And that feels really, really aspirational. But speaking of aspirational, and that's kind of a clumsy segue, not my best one. We have one episode left. Jane, are you going to be more, less, or equally deliberate in your preparations and your viewing for the finale? So I've been watching this with my, I watched the first two seasons alone. And then I got my husband, I rewatched the first two seasons with my husband. And so he and I have been watching all of season three, you know, the two of us. And he, he even generously watched it a second time with me tonight in preparation nice. for this, nice. uh, the podcast. So I think it'll be the two of us. I'm really, I'm really sad. It's sort of like the end of, it's like graduating from school or something where, you know, you really want to find out what happens, but then you're sad that it's over. So very much. Yeah. So are you going to watch it live on Tuesday night late or are you going to wait till Wednesday? I haven't looked at my calendar, but if all I'm, right. if we're able to, I will watch it on Tuesday. Clear the meetings, cancel it all. <laughs> 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yep. There will be spoilers is the other issue, right? Like you kind of have to stay away from social media and print media because you'll hit spoilers otherwise. And there will be some cool reveals in the finale, I think. Syed, how about for you? Preparations for the finale. I, you know, before you ask this question, it was just, I'm just going to watch it the way I always watch it, but I think I should do something. This this deserves commemorating. Yeah. You know, even if people are like hinting, oh, there may be a season four. To me, it feels like this is a natural end to the series. So maybe maybe we'll do some Ted Lasso-themed food, some biscuits. Nice. Some, you know, That's cool. I like that. I hadn't thought about doing anything much because, you know, it's going to be my son has school the next day, busy day. I don't want to wait too long because obviously people will start texting and communicating, which I love, but I don't want to catch a spoiler. Um, but I am also uh, I'm not going to wait. So my wife and I will watch it that night for sure. Whether there'll be like ceremony, maybe I don't know, get some get some ice cream or something like that. Keep it simple there. I am happy to announce, though, that it doesn't end because on June 5th. We're going to do the Med Lasso Awards show. It's going to be a Twitter chat. It's going to be super fun. Six o'clock Pacific, nine o'clock Eastern. Mark your calendar. We're going to have some fun questions. We're going to blaze through all kinds of good content on Twitter. One last go around with our amazing Med Lasso community. So, Jane, you're here for some breaking news. But I will say this, Jane, having you on to talk about what we got to open with and then to kind of wrap up this penultimate episode a proper thrill for me. I have known of you for three decades. This is super, super cool. I really appreciate this in a way that I'm going to have to still figure out how to fully express and I'll email you. But this was really, really great. Thank you. Thank you. It's such an honor. I adore this show. I listen to all the episodes and I feel really thrilled to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Syed, I don't know, man. One more to go. It'll be, it's it'll, been a ride, it's man. gonna be a little emotional. It, but it we'll is. Be all right. It's been a ride, man. It's, it's been a ride. We'll we'll come up with something else. We'll keep it going. Lessons and, from but Lasso. It, we'll keep it going. 
it's okay for it to not be exactly the same. Let's enjoy this experience. Let's not right. want more of it. Let's just, this is very, very special. People like Savor. Jane get to come and savor. There it is. On that, we're out of here. Syed, Jane, thank you, and enjoy the finale. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. My thanks once again to Jane for joining us on this penultimate Med Lasso review episode, season three, episode 11 of Ted Lasso in the bag. Syed and I will be back next week after the finale and it's gonna be fun we're gonna we're gonna just enjoy this whole thing together it'll it'll be what it'll be there'll be reveals there'll be big moments i have not seen it there are some people who get advanced copies i am not one of them so i have not seen it i'll be watching it live with all of you on tuesday night late and i'm super excited this has been an amazing ride and we'll just take it all the way through to the finish line as they say sprint through the tape speaking of definitely mark your calendars for our med lasso Twitter chat. It'll be our awards show on June 5th. And definitely follow us wherever you like to download your podcast, subscribe to Explore the Space, and share with your friends and colleagues. That really helps us out. A five-star review is fantastic. If you haven't had a chance to do so already, that is a great way to help out the show. You can hit me on Twitter at ETS Show, Instagram at Explore the Space Show, and you can email me anytime, Mark, at ExploreTheSpaceShow.com. We will be back next week. We'll be wrapping up the series finale of Ted Lasso. Hope you all enjoy the finale and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com. 